You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. It's about to be a jovial 60 minutes, my dude. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places. And you hear right now, right now, what you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all when the dynasty, but does she like me? Feel like a plumber sleeping. Now that's a pipe dream for the right fee. I might be entitled to the title, be on top like the cherry of an ice cream. Sunday, Sundays, that's the one day I can come play, come play, never complain. Cause I know the boys gon' drop a pod, prop up my squad so I can talk a lot. But here we go again, it's a new year. Rookies flowing in, it's some new tears. Who here to do fear? Bounce bells off of their chest like boutonnieres. It's a new year. Happy hour, yeah, yeah Let me ask you this, are you trying to get picks? Are you trying to get rich? Are you trying to get ships? Then you're trying to get this And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all the places And you hear right now, right now What you gonna hear right now? Of all the places, of all Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. Part of, as the foreseen, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or MySpace, any of the, just kidding, MySpace isn't a thing. I mean, it's still a thing, but not really. Is it back? Is it back? It never left. It's still there. You know what I liked about MySpace before we get into fantasy points? I know. I loved on on MySpace how you could like pick a song and it would play when people went. That was just super cool. That was like one of my favorite things. I didn't care for the top eight friends. That was petty. High school BS, not my thing. Um, but yeah, I missed that part of MySpace. That was fun. And there was a lot of cool artists on there. But anyway, we are brought to you by Fantasy Points. We are part of the Fantasy Points Media Group. If you go on to fantasypoints.com, tis the season. I just did a redraft this evening. James had a couple of drafts today. 90% of subscribers make the play, made the playoffs in 2020. You know what? I bet that percentage is even better. Is that even possible? I think it is. There's still 10% going to make the playoffs. So if you use code 21DHH10, you get 10% off a Fantasy Points subscription. It's the lowest price in the industry compared to other competitors. They've got all sorts of uh, draft tools on there. There's a DFS optimizer. So if you like to play on FanDuel or DraftKings, you'll have that on there as well. Uh, It's just just an awesome tool. It's an awesome website. The network is is full of great podcasts. So make sure if you listen to us to check them out as well. And you can do so on FantasyPoints.com. And again... 21 DHH10 to get 10% off a Fantasy Points subscription. Boys, I'm knee-deep in redraft season. We're feeling feeling the crunch in Dynasty with these running back injuries. I know Tyler is going to – he's going to be Justin Timberlake and absolutely cry us a river this evening. So so honestly – Swimming in it. 
I, I'm going to go right into that. We just watched A Quiet Place 2, and I'm sitting there thinking, how can I correlate my dynasty teams to A Quiet Place? Because everything is just getting destroyed. Well, my my dynasty team you know, is making too much noise, so then it just gets obliterated by it these. It gets attacked. Yeah, it gets attacked, and it's just gone. That's pretty much my... Mm-hmm. I have probably three dynasty teams that went from competing... And that well, my UDPL one was on on border sixth, maybe fifth. But no, the other teams I was competing, one of the best teams, and now I'm literally scrounging for running backs, and I'm gonna probably have to either give it up this year or trade for an overpriced running back. And I don't know which route to go. I'm struggling with that choice. Yeah, in the in the bar tab league, which I pretty much took over as an orphan and then saved a bunch of money and really attacked rookies, I still have a super young team. So my three-headed monster Thanks, of, of Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, and J.K. Dobbins is now a one-headed monster. Um, I made a move to get T.J. Hawkinson because I was like, you know what? I looked at my roster. I've got it's Superflex. I've got Jalen Hurts. I've got Baker. I've got Trey Lance. I've got the three running backs. I've got... CeeDee Lamb, I've got Ayuk, I've got um, Jamar Drops, Chase, I've got uh, just an awesome young LaVisca Chenault on that team. I've got a really good team. I've got Hawkinson. So I was like, you know what? I could make a run at it this year. I think I'm going to kick the can to 2022 because I don't think yeah. I'm going to make it run with those two uh, running backs going down. I'm so in the I, same boat, I am Doug. Bum, I am bum. in the same boat. My home league, it is terrifying i started out with five strong running backs dalvin cook miles sanders cam Akers, jk dobbins i'm sitting there like oh fine you know i'll go out and pick up miles gaskin on the cheap just as a as another backup mm-hmm. and now i'm looking at dalvin cook, miles sanders and miles gaskin it sounds and, fine and to it, me I mean, that sounds yeah, you like th- glorious. you would think so that but in amazing a, in a 10 team <laughs> in a 10 team home league dynasty league where these guys hoard players and hoard backfields like if i get one more injury i am done for and this team i thought was stacked you know i'm selling away other quarterbacks to acquire picks and players and now i'm like man maybe i should start evaluating my older wide receivers and get them off now mm-hmm. and <laughs> and start acquiring more picks or other younger players like that uh, that's why i'm really debating life right now when it comes to that with, with yeah, that so, particular league anyway yeah so if you haven't heard already we're obviously talking about jk dobbins went down in the preseason game hey congrats the ravens have won 20 straight preseason games but they lost their most dynamic playmaker in the backfield with jk dobbins went down it was officially diagnosed as a torn acl so his season is over so we lose jk dobbins we've lost cam Akers, we've lost travis Etienne. so we're looking at three of the top 12 to 15 dynasty running backs um, here in one um, preseason. This happens every yeah. <laughs> year. So I'm not, you know, none of this is surprising. This happens every I don't think year. Like this, though. Like no, with the, I mean, young, with the younger two. talent. There's usually, and, and, we, and the season hasn't even started yet. We'll lose yeah. another one or two, like when the season starts. <sighs> like that's probably going to happen. Um, hopefully it's not Jonathan Taylor because then I'm completely sunk. Um, and I have him in a couple of leagues. So fingers crossed. It's not Jonathan Taylor. Um, but obviously, this means big news for the Gus Edwards owner. I own Gus Edwards in a league that Tyler and I are in. And the J.K. Dobbins owner sent me an offer. He's like, hey, I'd like to get Gus Edwards to lock up that backfield. Gus really wouldn't start for me. Even on bye weeks, he might get into my lineup. Um, so I sent Gus Edwards away. Oh. Uh, 
I sent Gus Edwards away, but I got Michael Gallup, and um, I sent Gus with like a fourth round pick, I think, the next year or the year after. Uh, I'm still okay with it because Gus Edwards is like my team is competing. Gus would have been like a good depth piece, but I still have Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, and some other players, so I'm not hurting, hurting. Um, and I like young receivers, and I think Gallup, who I actually traded for in another league today, I sent it out to you guys, and I said, hey, which side would you prefer? Do you prefer Damian Harris or Ronald Jones and Michael Gallup? And Tyler's like, yeah, I value Rojo and Damian Harris the same. Pretty, yeah. And and I do too. I think think Rojo is actually really, really good. And there's something about owning a New England Patriot running back in Dynasty that it's like he's always on thin ice. It could be one or two years, and then, oh, Ramondre Stevenson's a guy. They let Harris walk. Um, in his free agent year, which is coming up the end of next year. So I was like, you know what? I like Rojo. Rojo's actually a little bit younger too, fun fact. And Gallup's only 25 years old. He's going to be a free agent. There's no way the Cowboys can re-sign him. And he could get paid wide receiver like one money, I think, depending on how the free agency class looks. I think someone will pay Michael Gallup to be either a wide receiver one or, or an awesome wide receiver two on their team. Everybody needs a show horse. That's right. Uh, so I, I, so I pulled the trigger. I had good running back depth. I also did have JK Dobbins in that particular league. Um, but I'm still okay. I got Antonio Gibson and, uh, and some other guys. So I'll be all right. But, um, just some fun Michael Gallup trades, I guess, but Gus Edwards obviously gets the, gets the big bump here. So James, if you own Gus Edwards and you know, it's a team that you're, maybe you're not competing this year. What, um, what would your accept offer be if someone were to offer you draft picks, for instance, for Gus Edwards? draft picks I, I think at this point with the value going on right now I think at least two seconds or a late first okay. I, I wouldn't accept anything under that like mm-hmm. there there's no way possible like the way he, he's a starting running back you know I think he's in a better position than Darrell Henderson is yeah because he has the other competition and people are going out and, and trying to acquire Justice Hill like Justice Hill is going to make a real difference I mean in the totality of the of the situation i think it's just more lamar jackson carry wise like Mm -hmm. i think you know with rashad bateman out for at least up until week three or four i think they're going to stick to the lamar jackson run the ball script more now than ever because they don't have jk dobbins gus edwards i don't know if he can handle a full workload but he's definitely worth uh, a late first or two seconds right now yeah, I think the important thing, if you're cashing out on Gus Edwards, you do it now because cutdowns are coming. They're going from 80 players to 53. That is a huge amount of players that are going to be free agents. And you know there's going to be some quality running backs. There's probably going to be a running back from Houston, I would imagine, that might get cut. Um, you know, there's there's going to be players that are going to get Johnson. cut. That, <laughs> whoa. Uh, could happen. Mark Ingram listed as a starter. Maybe Ingram gets cut or traded back to Baltimore. Who knows? I don't know. Um, there's going to be some sort of veteran there. I mean, I don't think they're going to roll out with Gus Edwards, Tyson Williams, Justice Hill, who we all liked coming out of the combine because he was fast, but he hasn't really done anything at the NFL level. Maybe he has an opportunity now. Latavius Murray to Baltimore says, Corey, I could do that. I could do that. Um, but I think, I think you got to cash in on the Gus Edwards chip while it's hot. And if you can get a first, Boom, you are doing yeah. things right because Gus Edwards' value previous to that injury was probably a maybe a late third. second or a third. Yeah. Maybe a late second if someone was high on him. 
Um, but I also think that this, you know, this, um, you know, you talked about Bateman missing some time. I think this um, probably increases the value of a Bateman or a Mark Andrews or even a Hollywood Brown. Mark, Mark Andrews is his value keeps on rising this off season. And so does Josh Oliver, who's looking really good this preseason. You know I'm what? Keep dreaming. <laughs> this Keep is a dreaming, Josh Oliver dreamer. account. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, this tight ends, I just can't give up on David and Joku is another one. I'm just never going to give up. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, there's not enough room on this door, Rose. Just, you know, I'm going to try to scooch my there way up and is. never give up. There was always I mean, enough room. <laughs> oh, there was way, way room. She was like, mm, you know, I don't really love you all that much. Adios, Leo. I like to have just, to, to just stick met. to tight ends. I mean, Evan Ingram, there's a lot of people out there still Evan Ingram truthers. He just True. got injured again. Doug, like it's not looking good for him, man. So everybody yeah, that calf injury, has she, I think he's Ingram, had before. Not looking good. Uh, you know what I do like though. So here's the sneaky. Speaking of the Giants, now we all know Kenny Galladay has got soft tissue issues. We don't know what Kadarius Tony is, but how solid is Sterling Shepard for the price that you can get him for a win now team? Like this he's guy always, balled out yeah. the last month of the season. I mean, he's 28 years old. But he doesn't have a lot of wear on the tires. But he's a player that could play in the league for a long time because he's that that slot guy. I mean, Golden Tate played until he was 32 or 33. Like Sterling Shepard, I know he's not as athletic as Golden Tate was, but Sterling Shepard can play for a long time. So if you're looking for a solid wide receiver on your win now teams, go get Sterling Shepard. He's going to see a ton of targets. Like, absolutely. Darius Slayton, I don't think he's a thing. I know, Tyler, you're not a fan of him. Um, but I think Sterling Shepard is a smart play. Um, and you can get him relatively inexpensively if you need a uh, you know a fringe starter or at least a uh, a flex play during the season you can go that route so any other thoughts on baltimore before we move on just sadness <laughs> i mean yeah. I, how in the world is it possible to make two trades in the past week and like two days after those trades happen that running back that i got in return gets season ending injury so yeah it was like I a am, trojan horse trade still like just trying to ruin your team i mean honestly i i i'm kind of over it i know i'm not going anywhere so it's actually fun for me like i like Isn't i like though? the aspect of selling and and, and seeing the rebuild happen i, I like kind of like that like i've had tons of opportunities to get rid of older players like i have stafford i have gallup I have Tyler Higby. I have I have some other players. Antonio Brown. And it's kind of and yeah, and it's kind of fun to see what I can get for these guys and kind of just have fun with the season. Maybe play spoiler once in a while, you know, when I come on matchups. And that I, I'm kind of looking forward to that with this league. Now the other leagues, on the other hand, that's where the stress is coming from. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, if I wasn't playing with a bunch of sharks in the UDPL, I think. I think I'd have an easier time trading away players, but I think they all know that I'm kind of in that trading. I'm I'm tr I'm trying to get rid of these players, which in retrospect, I'm honestly not. I'm okay with hanging on to them. Yeah, he tried to trade out of a hole, but then the hole got bigger. <laughs> yeah, in essence, and that's been the story of your offseason with Rogers and Watson, and just everything has gone absolutely sideways. Um, you know, when you didn't think it was going to happen. But Tyler, let's talk trade. What What do you got to get for Antonio <laughs> Brown? What do you got to get? Uh, I mean, honestly, not much. <laughs> I would have to let us look at your team. I know you have Eskridge. So, I mean, I actually did in the, you saw that in the listener league, Jason and I made a trade Eskridge mm -hmm. for Antonio Brown. One for one. I saw that. Yeah. Just See, a I don't future, know if I can, I don't know if I'm, 
I look at my team and I'm like, I feel like I could win, but I don't know if I have the oomph that I need. To yeah. Get me so, over the so top. Mike said, can you announce your future trades? I'm not looking to lose my whole team if I can help it. Well, there you go. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge. And, and honestly, I think it's only for UDPL. So if I make any trades in that, I will announce don't them you, on Don't Twitter. you also have Irv Smith in the UDPL? I do. I have let's, Irv let's Smith. Talk, let's talk Irv Smith. What happened with him today, Tyler? Um, he's having surgery on his meniscus. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it's not a major surgery, which, uh, going back to Dobbins, there was a lot of hope in me, like thinking, okay, they're taking a long time to announce this injury. They didn't announce it usually when they do, but I think it's because of the, uh, it, it may be actually a little worse than what we think. I mean, there's talks of the LCL with Dobbins, which, would be elongated recovery. I mean, think Nick Chubb, Th- think uh, think players like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not a good injury, but I'm not sure if he escaped that or not. They're gonna find out more extent to that. But going back to Irv, it's more of a minor. Uh, the meniscus, it is. It could be worrisome in the future. It, I mean, you could have a little more. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, a little more worries about like ACL or planning or having more injuries with the meniscus. You see that in, in players, but I'm not too worried. He'll, he'll he's easily going to miss week one, yeah. but I think he'll be back week two, week three. So, I mean, I didn't lose him for the whole season. That's, that's a positive way to look at it. And uh, yeah. So Irv, the breakout's going to have to wait a week. And even though they play the Bengals, which would have been a perfect breakout opportunity. That's true. I think, you know, a name to keep an eye on, too, is in your your tight end premium leagues. If Tyler Conklin is available, I think he's worth a spectrum of bad just in case. Yes. Just in case, just in case Irv misses multiple weeks. I know they like Tyler Conklin a lot. He's big. He's tall. He's athletic. Um, you know, he got a handful, a pretty decent amount of targets last year late in the season. So he's going to be their guy. They don't really have much else at tight end after Irv. So I think Tyler Conklin could be Davidson. A... Pete Davidson. I mean, no, Zach, Davidson Zach, right? is their. Yeah, they're the rookie they got that they really like. Yeah. But I mean they really like Michael Pruitt too, and we all saw that happen. So <laughs> Michael Pruitt's been on like seventy eight teams. Yeah. Yeah. It could be just be another, you know, fluff. Hey, your piece, boy but... Harrison, your boy Harrison Smith got a big extension today. Yeah. I mean so, well Vikings deserved. for life, it looks like. Yeah, well deserved. Hey, I want to go on to one of your other UDPL team members because it's you know, it's just tough luck, Tyler. Uh DeAndre <laughs> Swift. Not a lot of positive things from Dan Campbell about DeAndre Swift this week. He pretty much said that, like, eh, if he could play, maybe he'd play. I don't really know what his role is. Um, DeAndre Swift, I'm not – I like Swift in redraft because his value is getting better and better because people are off of him. But in Dynasty, I actually had the thought um, a couple of weeks ago in that bar tab league of, like, maybe I can move Dobbins for Swift straight up. Um and of course, now yeah. I, I probably could have. And now Dobbins towards ACL, but whatever. Um, it happens. James, are you, if you have Swift, are you nervous or are you seeing this as a potential like, all right, the Swift nerve, Swift owner might be nervous. Let me try to get me some DeAndre Swift on my team. I have probably about three or four shares of DeAndre Swift in Dynasty, and I'm not afraid at all. I mean, the way running backs are already dropping like flies, I'm holding on to them. Um, but there, I can see where there can be some scarcity level to DeAndre Swift. You know, he hasn't really been in training camp practicing 
Uh, we don't know if he's going to be able to play week one. He shouldn't be your RB1 on your team anyway. You know, no. you should have a, a better anchor than that unless, you know, you're like Tyler and you sell, away, sell everything for uh, DeAndre Swift last season. Um, but, yeah, I'm – I'm a little nervous, but not enough to where I'm going to sell them. If if I know that there's a Swift owner out there that even senses that they're a little nervous about Swift, I'm going to go try to acquire him for sure. Yeah, it almost feels like one of those situations where like everybody's down on him. The coach is not saying things. And then the season starts and like, oh, he's touching the ball 20 times and he's fine. Like, I mean, Detroit's not going to be a great offense. I mean, Jamal Williams, like, yeah, he's serviceable. But outside of that, like, I don't know. DeAndre Swift, to me, seems like he's just going to be fine. So I've been buying the dip in redraft leagues um, and getting him commonly as my, sometimes my RB3, um, depending nice. on how running back heavy I'm going in the draft. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, in redraft, these running backs, man, it is it falls off a cliff super fast. So you got you to gotta have at least one, if not two, studs in the beginning of your draft or else it's rough. And wide receiver, there's plenty of those, so you'll be good. So... Um, I want to piggyback off the Swift news. Let's there is reports out of camp, uh, if you if you really dig deep, that Swift is actually dominating in the practices he's in. And the reason why they said the he might not play week one is because of conditioning. He wasn't in, quote-unquote, game shape. But if you saw his dad, you would know his dad would legit make him jacked. just get in shape in like maybe jacked. eight hours. He would just so, he, so he'd get in shape in pretty... Gym swiftly is what you're saying swiftly Ooh. yes yes get swiftly <laughs> get swiftly all right a mike <laughs> in the chat says would the vikings make a move for Ertz? i don't think they would i don't think this is a big enough injury and plus the vikings have 0.05 cap room i don't think they'd be able to take on Ertz yeah. unless they traded out some bum that was making a butt ton of money um so i don't see that happening i could see That's the vikings nice say about anthony barr <laughs> uh, I think the Vikings would make a move on a, t a veteran tight end that gets cut here in the next handful of days. I think that would be the move if they were really concerned about Irv Smith. And if he's only going to be out for a week or two, they can they can sustain and they'll be just fine. Um, so I don't think that will be a problem. Yeah. More so, targets with KJ Osborne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joan Osborne's son. So the next bit of news I want to get to is starting quarterbacks are being named finally in Denver. It's not Drew Locke season at least yet, it's Teddy Bridgewater season. So I know a lot of people have been super high on Jerry Judy this year. People were down on Cortland Sutton until they saw him play last night, and they were like, oh, he looks like Cortland Sutton again. Cool. Um, you know, obviously with Denver, it's the the too many mouths to feed corollary with, you know, Judy, you got Sutton, you've got KJ Hamler, who I know Tyler's a big fan of, and we saw him pop in the preseason. You've got Noah Fant. You've got a couple of running backs. So I think Teddy is set up for fantasy success here, but what does it mean for the pass catchers around him, James? Are you, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a share of Judy in and Sutton. What about fan? You know, what about these other guys? Like, how would you, you know, prognosticate this Denver passing offense? Are you talking about other than the top two wide receivers? No, including them. Including them? Well, mm -hmm. I'm high on both Judy and Cortland Sutton right now, and you were getting them at value if you had drafted before that game or before Teddy was announced the starter mm -hmm. um, for a little solidity um, on who was actually going to throw them the ball. Um, I like what I saw from Cortland Sutton. Uh, I read a, a tweet from Stefania Bell, how she showed him pivoting off of that side of his body to the other way, just a quick shift 
to catch the ball away from him. I, I love it. Uh, I think he's a great value. Like I said, Noah Fant, I'm iffy about Noah Fant. I really am. Like, it seems like he's he's the one that always has a problem with injury. Forever know? dinged. Forever dinged is Noah Fant. I'm actually, I'm starting to come back around on on Melvin Gordon as a late snag. Like I, Like I said, I had two redrafts today. Melvin Gordon was there in the 13th round. He's like, another uh, I'll take him cheap, as acquirable piece like Sterling back, too. Running back four in my in in a redraft league. And if I have him as on a dynasty league, you're not really going to get too much value for him. So you might as well just play him until he dies. You know, and he's going to be the starter in that offense. We don't know how how fast Javante Williams is going to take away carries from him if anything he's going to get at least 15 touches a game and i can rely on they that they sat hit they did sit him this pre- last preseason game yeah and played melvin gordon to see what he's got and to uh, get him reps so that maybe he wanted telling. maybe he wanted to play i mean all players want to play you know that but um yeah i don't I, kj hamler i love i love kj hamler i can see him in that curtis samuel type of role in the slot uh, with Teddy B and I'm, I'm a fan of Teddy B man. His completion percentage last year for the Carolina Panthers was 69%. Very nice. So if he does that in Denver with those weapons, um, in the passing game, then I mean, we're good to go. But I'm afraid three, that Vic Fangio is going to run the ball year. too much. If Fangio runs the ball too much, then, then it could be a different story. But right now I'm, I'm on board with it. Yeah, I mean, for Teddy to have three top 30 receivers last year with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel, plus Mike Davis was an RB2, like, he showed that, like, hey, you know what? He can support that type. And I think, you know, the offensive line in Denver is pretty good, too. They got a good defense. I think the team's going to be sneaky, maybe a playoff contender this year um, with Teddy Bridgewater and and the pieces that they have. Yeah, absolutely tough division. Uh, Any thoughts on Bridgewater, Tyler? Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm not going to jump on that boat because I've seen it multiple times. I've watched it up here and to get your hopes so up many years ago, to, though, and to put your, your hopes and dreams as a quarterback to say in Superflex, in Teddy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not about that life. Cause you know what? I have enough stress the way it is. <laughs> I'm not feeling like one week I'm going to have 18 points the next week. I could have eight. So, I mean, that that's the up and down roller coaster. You got to go with Teddy. Yeah, he may not turn the ball over as much, but you know what? His uh, average passes beyond the line of scrimmage may not be as far. Like so on the on the flip side of that, talking about far passes past the line of scrimmage, Jameis Winston has been named the starter in New Orleans, <laughs> which as fantasy players, that's exactly what the hell we wanted to have happen because Talk about polar opposites. Yeah, I mean, Taysom Hill, I wasn't about that life. Like, he's just a thorn in the side of fantasy owners if he was to be the quarterback. And Jameis, he came out in this last preseason game and was absolutely firing downfield to Marquez Callaway. He looked great. He's got a great offensive line. We know Mike Thomas is going to miss some – or Michael Thomas is going to miss some time. But they've got Callaway. They did have an injury to Adam Troutman. So if you picked up Juwan Johnson on your dynasty waivers, you're doing it right. Troutman's okay. He avoided major injuries, so that's I still like, a huge I plus. I still like Juwan Johnson at tight end. He's athletic. He's big. Um, you know, Did he play basketball, though? That's the big question. I will have to find out, just to be sure. Is he named after a fish? What? I've never heard that one. Troutman? You're going to have Troutman. to explain this one to us. Troutman. He's a, he's a trout, oh. man. Come on, man. Trout. Oh, my man. God. Man. 
Anyway, so I love Jameis for. I think this the this tide raises all boats for the New Orleans Saints. You can feel healthy about taking Kamara or having him on your yes. team. Um, you know, even now there's been some Tony Jones. He's been picked up in a ton of leagues because Sean Payton said Tony Jones is their RB two. I don't know that I buy that. Latavius Murray's still good. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he makes the team because Latavius Murray's making a lot of money. And the Saints are another one of those teams that like they always kind of figure out the cap, but they might be up against it too. So maybe Latavius gets moved. Maybe he goes to Baltimore. That would actually be kind of a fun fit. Um, but I know a lot of people have been scrambling to the waiver wires. Corey says Latavius Murray to Baltimore. Um, a lot of people are scurrying to the waiver wires and picking up Tony Jones. They still have Ty Montgomery there. But just Jameis, him being the starting quarterback there makes me feel so much better about everything involved in New Orleans. Would you agree, Tyler? Yeah, I would actually completely agree. I I have some Camaro shares that are very thankful for this because Jameis is not scared to spread the ball around. And we all know what he does with tight ends. He likes mm-hmm. his tight ends. So yeah, uh, Troutman, thank God he escaped injury because that is, guess what? Another UDPL player I have. And I thought <laughs> I lost that day. Oh, I just and got breaking I, news. Torminisus. I mean, let's let's I mean, as much as I did not believe in Zach Wilson, I did make a trade for him and he's been the one bright spot on my roster that I have. So he uh, slipped in the shower and broke his arm today. I didn't know if you knew. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's weird because usually his mom, usually his mom loofahs him. But that's that's weird. It's true. It's true. Uh, So speaking of quarterbacks, there was a trade as well. Gardner Minshew, who was competing to be the starter in Texas. (laughs) God, just. I hate Urban Meyer more Worst than coach in the league right uh, now. What's the over under? Urban Meyer two years. Oh, under. I think what's he's his contract. Who it's cares? like a six year. Is it six it's year like deal? Six... Yeah. Khan has so much Khan, money yeah. he doesn't care. Khan doesn't care. No. Khan. He'll walk away. Urban Meyer is not going to last two seasons. Is my prediction. I don't think he Khan he's... make it past the two year mark. I think oh uh, that's an under. Okay, so. So here's my guess. You've already heard rumblings that the players aren't happy with him. They don't like his style of coaching. Because he sucks. And and I honestly, if say Trevor Lawrence were to speak up and was like, hey, I'm not a f-, Khan will have no issue saying that's it. Like, because Trevor Lawrence is your head coach, pretty much. He is the guy that's gonna make every front office decision for you. So if Trevor Lawrence says I'm not fitting in with this coach. He's gone. And I would not be shocked if that's by week 14. Yeah, that'd be amazing. But Gardner Minshew gets traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think this means anything for Jalen Hurts. He'll leave for medical by 22. Then. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing with Urban Meyer when it got hot and he was in Ohio State. He's like, oh, I'm taking some I have medical issues. It'll yeah, he's just a fraud to me. Like he's had all this talent on these teams. Now, I get it. You have to recruit some. But to me, he's just not a good head coach. But anyway, so Gardner Minshew gets traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a late pick. I think this is a great move for the Eagles. I mean, they've got Joe Flacco on a one-year deal. They've got Hurts, obviously. And then Minshew, you know, he comes in. He's the two or the three. The thing is, you're trading for a quarterback that's making, like, next to no money because he was a late-round pick. So that's the perfect kind of quarterback you want on your depth chart. I think, if anything, this didn't mean – I mean, there were some people out there like, oh, Minshew's going to push Hurts. Hurts has that team, man. Hertz is rallying those guys. They believe in Jalen Hurts. Hertz is the guy. Um, I know there was a little bit of smoke about Deshaun Watson to the Eagles. Now we hear Deshaun Watson to the Dolphins. Like, I don't, I just don't yeah. give a crap about Deshaun Watson first, right now. For three first, let alone. 
I mean, there's no way a up. team pays three firsts for no. a guy that might not play or be suspended for God knows how long. It's just, it's not going to happen. So let me, I, let me rewind the tape real fast. And let me jump in here real fast about this Jalen hurts Gardner Minshew thing, because I live in the corner of the Eagles nest in South Jersey. And even with the ESPN, giants. Jersey on. Yeah. I'm from, <laughs> I'm from New York. He's hiding. Off. He's hiding. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Um, anyway, all the radio talk shows around here, ESPN Philly is saying, oh, well, Minshew's going to push Hurts. Minshew's going to push Hurts. No way are they bringing in Minshew a, a week and a half before the season starts to take over for Jalen Hurts. So any of you Eagle fans that are listening and, and regurgitating that nonsense, better go check your, your talents levels because that is just totally fictitious all right back to your program sorry sorry for interrupting i was i was upset about so that. so i, I do want to say the the thing about Minshew is he's a perfect uh, like he's a perfect backup for jalen hurts jalen hurts is the kunami code type quarterback he's a running quarterback and all that what's best behind that somebody who can stabilize an offense and get you through games and he's, he's kind of mobile gonna... too you don't have to change like you can put uh, Minshew in there. He's a yeah. sneaky two, three hundred yards rushing in his rookie year he's, when he played. The, the thing with Minshew is he's not going to lose you games. He's he's a very he he takes care of the ball. He's a game manager. You saw that twenty touchdowns, five interceptions his rookie year. Uh, that, that's what's that's what's nice about Minshew being a backup quarterback. Can Minshew become a Fitz Magic later on in his career? Maybe. And I think that's kind of a path that Minshew has. But he is going to be one of those backups that people are going to want because of his stability and just his all-around decentness, we'll say, to uh, to kind of just not really make the team fall apart. People have confidence to put him in if, say, there is an injury to a Kunami code quarterback like Jalen Hurts. Kunami. So if you are the Jalen Hurts owner in Dynasty Superflex in particular, are you trying to go out and buy Minshew right now? I mean, no. I would wait till mid-season or so. I I mean, right so now with all these, down. yeah, I was gonna say like right now with all this stuff happening, you kind of want to keep it low key, and um, kind kind of the same thing with me. It's kind of the opposite with UDPL. Like Stafford mid-season could go for a treasure chest of money, and I like right now I could be getting just a little bit of that. So, I mean, trade trade values are going to swing in season and, and kind of going through the week. So yeah, like Doug said, more injuries are going to happen. So maybe, maybe kind of check in once that Minshew news day dies down. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably the right move. Uh, last but not least in the news front, another quarterback news, Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones said Dak Prescott and his shoulder is good to go for the start of the season. He's had no restrictions in practice. It looks like this week. Um, so yeah, if you, downgraded any Cowboys. You downgraded Dak. I didn't think this was going to be a big issue. So it's pretty much proceed as normal with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue at all. If you went out and, and uh, you know, traded for Dak and got a little bit of a discount, then great. You're doing it right. Um, but Dak looks like he's going to be fine. The Cowboys could lead the NFL in scoring. They've got the depth. They've got the talent all over the place. So if you own a lot of Cowboys, including Michael Gallup, who we talked about earlier, you're doing it right. So, Go ahead. Did any of you guys see Hard Knocks this past week with the drone I, flying? I saw in the to drone the shot on Twitter, but I was on oh vacation. I didn't have a chance to watch it. Goodness. 
talk about amazing television. Mm-hmm. I was blown away. Like it was no, cool. I never thought I would sit there and watch a five minute clip of a drone flying through something. But yeah, the first time I saw that was that. it was in a they bowling alley and it was awesome. There was the you same went on type vacation of... in a bowling alley. Yeah, man, I bowl a candle pin. So we do it in New England. No, I saw that type of drone footage in a bowling alley. The, the first time I saw that type of shot and it was awesome. Like the door opens, it flies down the lane. There's all sorts of stuff going around. It's flying around. Oh. Just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful shot. I hope they start doing that in movies. Maybe the new matrix. I guess the trailer just came out for matrix four. Uh, what is it called? Not resolutions, Whoa. revelations, something with a revenant Asian. I don't know what it is. Um, Whoa. But uh, yeah, so that'd be cool to see shots like that in movies, which I think will probably be the next step. Because let's be honest, like movies, they need some new technology every so often to kind of freshen it up. Like we saw with The Matrix or like Inception um, or movies like that. We need some. Yes. Contraception. We need some. (laughs) We need some fresh visuals uh, to kind of get us going. Fresh (laughs) visuals. uh, Just going back to bringing it back to football. Zeke looked amazing in that footage as well for hard knocks. So you need to go check that out as well. Yeah. Remember oh, when everyone was off Zeke? Yeah. Remember, remember, last remember that year? when he was around he, in redraft, was he was like terrible. a round two pick and everyone's like, Oh, get rid of Zeke. He's awful. And now Zeke's like a top he looks five. Great. Pick again. He looks great. He said, Hey rookie, watch this. This is for you. And he takes off and, and runs a 30 yard touchdown to the house. Yeah. And, and then let's not forget, you know, me being down on Zeke and saying his value is kind of stingent. And, uh, yeah, you know what happened when I said, you know, the only way his value can go he up heard is if he, he heard you. No, remember, like, I'm like, you know, the only way his value can go up is if, say, he shed like 10 pounds and getting an explosiveness mm-hmm. back. Well, look what happened. It looks that way. It looks he's like listener. he lost a little bit of weight. I've, and I'm legit explosive. cooking up a ton of crow for this offseason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Zeke style, just <laughs> scooping it in, eating all the crow. There was another one of those UDPL guys you had that you traded away. Yeah, that team, yep. man. Yep. Oh, man. If you could turn back time like Cher, you'd probably not do some of the things that you did. But that's okay. It yeah. happens. It's been it's been a rough offseason for that league. Yeah. You know what? who hasn't had a rough offseason? That's Trophy Smack. They've been killing it in the game. We met Matt out in uh, Ohio at the Midwest Expo in the beautiful downtown Canton area, at least for a couple blocks. Um Trophy Smack, James is flaunting the ring that you can get for free when you use code DHHRING when you order a belt, a grill, or a trophy. You don't necessarily have to play fantasy football. They've got other sports on there, too. There's fantasy owners for all sorts of sports. Fantasy football is obviously the predominant one, but there's fantasy hockey, baseball, basketball. There's fantasy NASCAR. There's fantasy golf. golf. There's fantasy golf. There's fantasy everything. Fantasy podcast hosts. Pick me 101. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Um, no, there's fantasy for everything and they've got you covered over at trophy smack. So if you do order a trophy belt and or grill, use code DHH ring, get that free $60 ring that James was looking like Vanna white over there. I have two of them for the See? two years that I won my home league. Nice. Absolutely. Maybe he'll get it. And I used the year. DHH code. You know, that was back when I just started listening to you guys. I was like, Oh, I won. I need to go get those. See, it just goes to show if you support the podcast, maybe you'll be a co-host someday. You never maybe. know. Yeah. I mean, you have to you have to work for it. I mean, I will I won't be here probably sooner or later because I'm just gonna be sulking in the corner My in a tears. dark room. You're drowning in your own tears. <laughs> yes, from your UDPL <laughs> What's the worst way to go? Drowning. Oh, I agree. In my own tears. In my own tears. <laughs> just in a pool of tears. Face down in uh, self-caused self drowning. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's gonna cover some news. Anybody? Uh, what else are we talking about? We don't have a show sheet. Tyler's making excuses. We're a hot mess this week. I mean, uh, l- let's talk about kind of my situation and what I don't like, want to talk what about you, that anymore. Like what you would do in a situation where, like, you did come up with these injuries. And... I go full Tim Keller. I'm out. Sell the <laughs> sell the farm, rebuild. No, like, I mean it all depends got... on the roster. Yeah, I was gonna say, say you've got really good stable you know wide receivers and you need you like you feel like you could push for the title what are some running backs and prices you guys are going for due to these injuries because i mean there are plenty of running backs out in the league that could be kind of a buy low situation like say a michael carter is getting some negative buzz around him lately mm-hmm. um well, James There's... mentioned Melvin Gordon earlier. I think he's one. Melvin Gordon sure. is what, definitely one. What would you guys pay for Melvin Gordon in a, a dynasty? I'd probably pay a late second. Late second? For Melvin third. Gordon. I, th- I think I'd be okay with either I, of those. I mean, if I really needed somebody, maybe a mid-second. I wouldn't go higher than a second, though. Now, what is... Say you're loaded at receiver. I'm not going to name names. What is a running back you guys would want to shoot for... Like, shoot the moon for that you could possibly get for say a Jamar chase who is, is struggling right now. Couldn't even catch a screen pass. Yeah. If somebody was rebuilding, what would you kind of go to? Like, okay, I got Jamar chase, you know, Javante I believe Williams. J- Javante. Okay. Now, I think you might be able to get like a, you might have to do Jamar chase and maybe a little sprinkle to get a guy like Eckler. Okay. That's a really, that's a really good running back to get. Yeah. I like, I, I'm actually trying in in a league to go chase plus to get CEH. I don't know how much plus I'm willing to give because I kind you kind of imagine like chase and CEH are more equal. Yeah. But but I mean that's another one that I would go after. James, you got a running back like say if you're willing to give up chase with your depth. What's a younger running back you're you want to go for with depth? Like I mentioned, Javante Williams is definitely one that I would want to go for. Uh, I think they're going to build around him. Melvin Gordon last year in his in his contract. Another guy for Jamar Chase. Man, you're putting me on the spot here. I know. No, okay. What we'll, we'll kind you know of, what? We'll kind Not of... for nothing. I might actually go after like ETN or JK Dobbins. If I'm in a rebuild, that's what I was going to ask. Maybe I try, maybe I try to go, if I'm in a rebuild, maybe I go to that JK Dobbins or ETN owner, or even now I don't want to do cam Akers because we have no idea what's going to happen with that. But JK Dobbins or ETN, those two guys, I'd take Jamar chase and see if I can get some kind of pick value. And one of those running backs, for Jamar Chase right now. Yep. I know I know Doug in uh Trade Addict 7 we saw Dobbins get moved plus a second for Miles Sanders. Now that that was a move a because little. the owner of Dobbins, you know, he he needed to get a boost because he's going for the title against Doug and I cuz mm-hmm. we are going to dominate this year. Yeah, have a stack um, team. So yeah, I mean Flexing. moves like that are a good way to uh a good way to kind of pivot um, I mean, Antonio Gibson's another one that's getting some kind of negative buzz because he's not getting that third down work. I think, uh, I think his value is so high right now. So high right now. You're not going to get, I, mean, uh, I don't think I th- you'd be able to pull that off. 
I think I think we can blame Mike Wright for that one because Mike Wright has been driving that train since last year, yeah. and he hasn't gone off it. And, but he did admit he is a little worried about the third down usage. He saw J.D. McKissick get some get some run. But um, I do want to pivot. Let, let's pivot a little bit here. Let's go to uh, aforementioned J.K. Dobbins and Travis Etienne and Cam Akers. Now, mm-hmm. I'm, we'll, we'll start with Etienne. What is something you would give up to get Etienne with his... Uh, God, what what is it? What do you have again? Oh. I forget. The Liz Frank injury? Liz yeah, Frank. Liz Frank. So the Liz Frank, he should be recovered in time for the 2022 season. And I mean, I mean, hopefully Gibson had the he, same injury last year. That's Although true. All, yeah. all Liz Franks aren't, you know. Yes, yeah, he did not equal. have the surgery. Now, I'm what, not a huge ATN guy. I'm scared of Urban Meyer, to be completely honest. Well, what if he's gone? What if Etienne got hurt just so he didn't have to deal with Urban Meyer? <laughs> Conspiracy theorist. I mean, he, um, yeah, he stopped playing in 2020. I mean, I guess, I mean, in the Superflex League, ATN was a late first, right? He was like, you usually 107. Well, he yeah, usually went after Zach Wilson. 108 was the sweet spot for ATN, yep. usually in Superflex. I guess I'd probably, I guess what I would give up if I had an early second, maybe an early second in another pick, I don't know. I'm just not as high as uh, on ETN okay. as a lot of people are. You got to have a little bit of a discount there because he's missing a whole year. You know I what? Mean, right now, I'm willing. I'm willing to give up a late first. I that's, don't care. I think that's the money. Yeah, I think it, even even if you it. have Etienne, even if you have Etienne and say Doug, you're not a big fan, and you have him, the 2022 first with the class kind of looking. Uh, but we, yeah, between man, I mean, there's be better. Yeah, we never. We don't. I mean, know. the receivers yeah. look like they could be great. Once again, they always I mean, do. We are, we are filling the league up with dominating receivers, which is awesome to see because we needed that refill to come. Also, quarterbacks. Yes, I was watching. The, I'm not big into college footballs, admittedly. I watched Florida Rattler. State, and that's about Let's it. Go. But I was watching the Heisman like preview show on ESPN while I was eating lunch yesterday. I think or the day before. Would you have some vacation? Lunch? I had egg salad sandwich, some yogurt. Nice. It's good. I love egg salad, especially Did on a hot day. It's cold. No, I just bought it at Market Basket. Nah, I didn't. I don't. Did I don't you get all the accoutrements? I just—it's <laughs> pretty much just—it's. I don't put any of the other stuff in it. It's just egg salad, like eggs, mayo, just mayo and eggs, eggs yeah. and salad, right? Egg and salad. <laughs> uh, so I'm watching, and I was like, Jesus, there's a lot of college quarterbacks right now, like yeah. in superflex leagues. The next couple of years, like there's going to be a. There's an influx of talent, and we've seen it at wide receiver. We've seen it over the last few years at running back. We're starting to see it in quarterback. There's just there's a, a just a ton of talent coming into the league, and it's insane. Spencer Rattler, quarterback one. But, yeah, there's like four to five first-round quarterbacks in this draft. When we were looking at it, maybe three in around early of the summer, we're like, okay, there's mm-hmm. probably three that could be, I mean, Solis, Rattler, and um the guy from North Carolina. Um uh, Howell. Yeah. Those three were like the hot names. And uh so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, you're gonna have a, a bunch of quarterbacks, which I am just firmly on draft a first round quarterback in your rookie drafts. I mean, it year in and year out, we always like, oh no, Mac Jones, he ain't gonna be any. you know what Mac Jones Look is worth tonight. He's Herbert. probably He's probably 106, 105. And like Mac Zach Jones Wilson. right now is probably 105 right now. Maybe in rookie drafts, 106. Mm-hmm. In Superflex, 12 teamers. Yeah, Zach Wilson, he's probably 104, 103. 
Trey Lance, 102, 104, 103. Justin Fields, 102, 103. One, I mean, it, and, and Trevor Lawrence looked dominating tonight. Like, Trevor Lawrence looked, yeah, he looked like nice. what we expected. So, I this, yeah, quarterbacks. I mean, I think there's a good tight end in next year's class. So, the 2022 class could be deep. But running backs-wise, if you are really on the running backs, going back to Etienne, if you still need a running back, Etienne could be a good piece to go get because, like we said, Meyer could be gone. And if Meyer's gone, they're going to bring in a, a prolific offensive coach, is my guess, to yeah, fit hope. with Trevor. I mean, there's there's three college coaches that could probably slide in with Trevor and just change that whole offense. I mean, that defense looks like it could be trash anyways, but I don't think that's going to be savageable to bring an offensive coach, and that's what I want to see for Trevor. I mean, um, it's it's risky business because when you turn around and, and you think about ETN next year, now we're giving James Robinson a full extra season to gain more value or to fall on his face all to or to fall on his face. And Carlos Hyde, you know, be a running back one. No, that's not going to happen. But I mean, there's always that chance that that James Robinson just takes over mainstream and the value on ETN is even lower come midseason. Yeah, that that could be a possibility, but the the thing with Etienne is hopefully he's used in that pass catching role that we all expected him to be in. So that is the hopes. Uh, going to Dobbins. Dobbins is an ACL. Uh, it looks like ACL PCL was the injury for Dobbins. Um, for sure. His his recovery time will probably be. He'll be ready for week one. I mean, ACLs aren't as major as we used to think they are. You know, after AP pretty much dominated the world after his, uh, Dobbins seems like a guy that's going to fight and get healthy and just like push because he he's just like one of those guys that you just really want to root for. And he just shouldn't have been out there. That have been out that there, and that tackle that tackle was it was mean. Yeah, don't go. That he got low. sandwiched. He got sandwiched. Yeah, and he went low. I'm, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, he Dobbins tried to cut. The guy went on his back. He had the plant with his foot, and that's where the injury came from. Compton. Yeah, and the guy and the guy behind him came in and and just yep. hit him in the in the kneecap and yeah. behind the knee. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the game of football. I mean, you're you're gonna get tackled. It can happen anytime to anybody. So, yeah, with Dobbins, what are you guys looking at for players or picks? Like, if you were like, I want to go acquire J.K. Dobbins, what are you guys looking to? possibly give up for him i think i'm I in the same boat as as i was for uh etn like i'm not I was just gonna say the yeah. same thing because dobbins it's not like he's a three down starter gus edwards is there long term they he got signed hurt him. on a pass catcher or on a pass <laughs> I, I, I i still think he's Ironic. worth a, a a first round pick like yeah i wish he was going to gain more value this season that's what i was hoping on him taking that next jump because right that now he was considered like an yeah. RB2. Yeah, and I, I wanted him to take that next step and almost be like a Dalvin Cook where he can run and catch and do everything out of the backfield. And that's who he really is. We yeah. saw it in Ohio State, not so much the pass catching, but we know what he can do as far as pass catching. We saw it last year, and I was hoping he would take that next step. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a year for it, but I'm still willing to pay a first for Dobbins. I'd rather give up a first for Dobbins than ETN. I 100%. actually very much, yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I trust, I trust the Ravens front office to stick with him over Jags sticking with Etienne after after twenty twenty one. 
Uh, now going to our last one before I hand it off to one of you guys to talk about something or to call it. Um, Cam Akers. I mean, the talent flashed last year, but it's an Achilles. And I mean, there's no other scenario we've seen like this. Marlon with a young player. Yes. We haven't even and, seen him in a game. We haven't really seen yet. him in an action yet. Yeah. So you got a guy who's 22 years old, has athletic talent beyond anybody who's had this injury really at his age. Um, what are you guys kind of looking to to possibly give for Acres? I'd give up a mid second because I'm a Florida State fan. I so I would really give up a mid second because I'm first. I'm I'm gonna take a mid second because usually your mid seconds you're not gonna get a running back of Cam Akers athleticism. Um, with a yeah, mid-second round receiver, pick. yeah, yeah. So I would give up a mid-second for Cam Akers. I don't know if the Cam Akers owner would do that, unless you know they just were just super frustrated. I have Akers in a couple of spots, and I probably wouldn't sell him for that because I'm willing to take the risk. And a, I'm a Florida State fan. I love Cam Akers, but I'm I'm willing to take the risk that he can beat the odds and come back and and play at a level that is better than a mid-second round pick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm holding. I'm not selling Cam Akers. If I'm going to try to acquire him, I mean, now's the time to do it. And maybe that's why yeah. Tyler's asking the question. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think I'm on that second. I don't think he's that first round, uh, like we talked about not with, with, that with Dobbins or ETN. Yeah. Not with the injury because we don't have enough history on rehab in that injury. Like all yeah. we have is Marlon Mack. And we have Deontay Foreman, who actually came back from that injury and has start uh, and not started, but has played football mm-hmm. after that injury. And but that's pretty yeah, much it. For- Foreman didn't have the athletic ability like Akers does, Correct. or or the I would I, I mean Foreman was a mid third, so he doesn't have that draft capital. And same with Mac. Mac was a late fourth round pick. So I mean the that's the issue with Cam Akers is you see this athletic freak. Um, I mean, even if some athleticism goes away, I think he may lose a little bit of a boost. He may yeah, lose a but, little bit of a cut. And that was his game. Elusive sneak in between the tackles and then it? explode. Yeah, absolutely. For, for me, well, at it, Florida State, it was because he, yeah, he had no well, offensive line. I mean, last line. year, yeah. the offensive line for the Rams wasn't that great either until it was yeah. towards the end what of the I season. What I saw last year, though, is he was more of an all-around back. It didn't seem mm-hmm. like the explosive, like, Maybe it was because he was nervous and he was a rookie, but I saw more of just, uh, I, I don't know, like he didn't have the crazy acceleration that he had at Florida State because maybe he's taking his time. But mm-hmm. if he can, if he can, like I said, he's he's going to lose some explosiveness, but even if he does, at a five-star athlete, you could still be pretty good. So for me, I actually traded for Acres after this injury. I gave up Miles Sanders, who... You guys all know me. I like Kenneth Gainwell. I don't know if they're going to stick with Miles Sanders in that offense. That insider info. I think Boston Scott. Boston Scott is the number two right now. Yeah, and I mean, sure he's looking. They're going to use good. all of them. They did all release Carry On Johnson. Yes, and uh, I mean they're they're going to probably use all these running backs. We all know that that offense carried a bunch of running backs for the Colts, but for me, uh, I gave up. I gave up Miles Sanders and I got Akers, a third, Diami Brown, and Miko Hardman when the injury happened. So I and Hardman's value has gone up. 
Yeah, and, and Diami Brown too. I like Diami so. a lot. Yeah. So speaking of Rams backfield, we didn't mention it at the top that Sony Michelle got traded from the Patriots oh, to yeah. the Rams this week. Yeah. Uh, we forgot about that little nugget. There's been so much going on, we completely forgot. So the Patriots gave our uh, Patriots received a fourth round pick and I think a sixth or seventh round pick for Michelle, who is in the last year of his rookie deal. Obviously, we all know he was drafted in the first round ahead of Nick Chubb. I hate you, going to Um, but then I digress. Um, I think this is a problem for Javel Henderson. I saw Javel Henderson in a redraft get picked in like the late third round, and I almost pooped my pants. I was like, who is reaching for Darrell Henderson here? Because that dude. You want to talk about constantly nicked up like Noah Fant. Darrell Henderson sneezes and he's got a busted finger or a foot ailment. Sony Michelle is going to be that sneaky guy who's just a constant, steady guy. Xavier Jones hasn't done anything to separate himself. And he also got hurt. And Jake yeah, Funk, the white the Christian McCaffrey I heard, which was funny because he is white. Um, so Sony Michelle, I think, is if you want to talk about a veteran running back that you can get probably pretty affordable, I think Sony Michelle is yeah. one of those guys. I, I think he's going to be more of He looked better a, last year than he did those years previous. He's going to be more of a thorn in his, in your side if you are the Sony owner. So if someone wants to go out and acquire him and comes up to you and offers you a deal, yes, sure, go and sell him. Uh I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that Michelle is going to get at least 150 touches this season. I don't yeah. I can see that happening. And you know Darrell Henderson, we saw what he did last year. He he faltered when he had it all on his shoulders. He could not handle a full workload. That's why they were going to rely on Xavier Jones. He they was on pace on against Buffalo and to now, have a massive game. And now they he go out and acquire so, Sony Michelle. Uh, like he they just want to so win. Like they Eddie just want to win a Super Bowl. They don't care about the running backs. Oh, Darrell Henderson looks Sam like Eddie Lacy. That's yeah. fair. He does. Same number. Like, yes. After, same hair. After Doug said something last year. And and how he looked thicker and stuff, and I was eating. I, it's like ready. when somebody tells you something Chunky. about yourself or somebody else, and it's just magnified. That's all I see now is Eddie Lacy when he runs the ball because their running styles are very similar too. So, uh, yeah, I Doug, that is actually good, and uh, there's a good chance I might go try to make some Sony Michelle offers in some of those leagues. I bet, that, I uh, bet you could get Sony third, second. Third. Uh, yeah, two thirds, a second. I mean, depending yeah. on where you feel your team's at, a late second is God, do you nothing. When, do you remember that draft when Michelle was a top five pick in Superflex? I would give him yeah, a late 104. second for Sony. That's that's fair. That's, yeah. yeah, late second is okay. Especially with the injuries that have happened. I mean, Sony Michelle isn't, you know, the, the picture of health himself. No. But say, because I, honestly, I think the Patriots tried to make him something he's not. We saw him in college. He looked leaner in college. He looked he looked elusive. athletic and elusive. And in the NFL, yes. it was like, where'd that and go? I think, well, he got I hurt. Think Bill, I think Bill's was like, hey, go go hit the weight room. We need you to be our first and second down back. We got James White here. Gang some weight. Be be a power back. And it's just like that's the kind of feel I got from it. And then last year, like you said, Doug, I saw a different Sony Michelle. I saw and more electric runner, a guy who was decisive and and hit the yeah, holes. This, this some this some next gen stats about Sony Michelle that were floating around after the trade um about like yards per opportunity he was like top 10 in the NFL yeah. and uh, like I watch every Patriots game so like when I say like Sony Michelle looked different last year he really did like he looked more explosive and he looked like he was more decisive now he still doesn't look like what he looked at in college no, um, no. but he looked better than he did in his years previous with the Pats 
So, um, you know, I had a feeling we had a, a dynasty auction um, go on after our, um, we did like a 25 player auction with a Zoom meeting. And then we just kind of threw it online to do the rest of the players. And I got Sony Michelle, it's like $135 million cap. I got him for 2 million bucks because I said, you know what? Like running backs are super expensive in this league. And if Michelle gets traded, his value automatically goes up. And it just so happens I have Darrell Henderson on that team too. So now I just locked up the Rams backfield for this year. Unfortunately, no Cam Akers, but you know. Um, so that was my fun Sony Michelle story. Uh, I want, before we wrap up, I want, this is totally off script. So give yourself a minute. Give there me is one no or, script. This is true. Thanks, Tyler. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. Give me one or two guys that you've seen this preseason that you may be able to either pick up um, as free agents or guys that you can acquire super duper cheap that could have roles on their team this year. I'm going to start and give you guys a minute to think. So I was investing in Chris Evans in rookie drafts and usually getting him in the fifth round because I saw the depth chart behind Joe Mixon once they um, they gave up on Giovanni Bernard. It was Travion Williams. There's some Ajay P. Ryan. But Evans is a five-star recruit, went to Michigan, had some injuries. He's a little bit older. But he has looked really good this preseason. So I think that he could win the backup job over Samaj P. Ryan because Evans can catch passes out of the backfield, which P. Ryan, that's never been his thing. Um, you know, some of us blew first round picks on Samaj P. Ryan years ago. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, but Chris Evans is one guy. And then, uh, you know, running back J.J. Taylor from the New England Patriots. I think he is the next in line after James White this year. So James White is in a one-year deal, not making a ton of money. I think J.J., the Pats really like to return punts. And I think that he's going to be the replacement for James White in this backfield as a pass catcher going forward. So he's another guy that might be available for free in your drafts. And before I talked about Juwan Johnson earlier for new Orleans, you know, there was, um, uh, listening to Evan Silva's podcast with Adam Levitan. And that was the first time I heard Juwan Johnson at tight end. I knew he was a wide receiver. Um, but he was speculating that Troutman was going to actually stay in line and block more often than people think. And that Juwan Johnson may be a sneaky value in drafts. So I like Juwan Johnson. That's a guy I picked up in a couple of leagues this week. So James, let's go to you. Give me just a couple names and then we'll hit Tyler. And then we'll. You want rookies specifically? It doesn't matter if they're rookies. I mean, Juwan yeah, Johnson's J- not a rookie. Neither I, think, Taylor, I, yeah. I, I yeah. think uh I think people can go out and try to get Paris Campbell right now. Wentz okay. coming back. Wentz coming back into that offense. I mean, it's it, he's no very T.Y. Hilton now for a bit. No T.Y. Hilton. They they're gonna need him as a field uh, as a field stretcher. All right, he has he has shown the speed. Uh, Michael Strachan, yeah, or uh, Zach Pascal is still there, right? He's still on the roster. I, I know productive. it's I know it's Michael Pittman that should be the main uh, main guy in that offense. But I mean, to take a shot on on Campbell this late in his career, it what is in his third season. He's never yep. seen a full season of production. We don't know the owner that has him. Never seen more than two either. games. Yeah, really. So I mean, you can go out and acquire him for pretty much a late third or, or or a fourth round pick or pretty much nothing, and see if you have something and and not worry about it if if it doesn't go the right way. I'll give you another Colt. If if Oklahoma Doug is still watching IDP, Quiddy Pay. <laughs> he looks yeah. nasty. If you're looking it's for late, it's beast. a little late for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my him. God! If you drafted him though in IDP leagues, yeah. he probably got drafted. Like. Very nice. So Tyler, yeah. give me a guy or two that you wanna you wanna tell. Okay. Me. My my first one is gonna be Khalil Herbert. Man, that everything I've seen from him this offseason like has been 
above what I expected. And I expect him to do well. He's he's a great he's a good running back that can do everything good. He's not going to be outstanding in one aspect, but he can do everything I think Montgomery can do at the Jack same of all level. trades, master of none. Yes. And I think Montgomery may have a little more wiggle to him, but Herbert has that full head of steam power that I don't think Montgomery has. Uh, yeah, Herbert is a great buy for me because we've all seen, I mean, we already seen Montgomery get hurt. And I think Herbert is the two in this offense right oh, now. With Damian three. Williams, come on now. I, D- Damian Williams also got hurt. He's not the picture of health. I think Herbert is the guy that I like will that. kind of come out on top. It's a nice take. And I got ahead another one in my head and I can't really, oh, uh, Jalen Darden. I mean, you want somebody who Bunking is up with Brady. Like, yeah. Yes. And who is I mean, Antonio Brown has his has his issues, but he seems like he's okay. What about Tyler Johnson, though, man, what a fall from grace! That that's sad. Because they used could, him in his rookie year, though. Brady actually threw to him, which was rare. That is true, and I think they're gonna hope they can hold him. But with Darden playing outstanding, especially in special teams, and Darden and Bruce Arians, who does Darden remind you of? Oh, it's JJ John Nelson. Brown. It's John JJ Brown. Nelson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think Darden is actually heavier than JJ Nelson. I think I'm, his yeah, leg, my left leg is heavier yeah. than JJ Nelson. So on it, honestly, I think Darden is a fantastic get. There was one more two two. You, like, know, you know who's got a lot of catches this preseason? Oh my god. Two two. Oh man. I I mean they they really paid up for two two. He was a shock of the rookie draft or of the regular NFL draft. I mean, maybe Van Jeff- Jefferson. Him. Maybe Van Jefferson's the person we're all on that we shouldn't be. Maybe it's Tutu that's the player that's like, oh, it was there all along. Matt Stafford's not Deshaun Jackson. That's with Tutu Atwell. Good things might happen. I'm just saying. Oh man, there is honestly one more that I was like, this is perfect, and I can't remember it. Uh, I mean. Oh, it's right there. Well, he's thinking I mean, of it. I, mean, I don't know if I can see Kylan Hill that well actually coming to fruition. No, see, I, I see I Kylan can. Hill. He looked good this preseason, but we got to remember he played against the threes. He was he was playing against you know a little weaker defense, mm-hmm. and he's not getting past uh, Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. There, there is no way that's going to happen unless there's an injury, which can happen. But he is the third. He is the third running back. So. There is a possibility to that. And um, yeah, Who I am other person, Tyler. It's so true. Not I Hunter Renfro, is it? No, it's not. Uh, keep talking and maybe I can remember. I, it. I mean, we talked about, uh, I think, one last week with Jared Patterson. We yep. mentioned him. Uh, uh, that's yep. not it. <laughs> Who else? Late I round mean, running J- backs. J- Jamar Jefferson looks Jamar great, Jefferson but... is another guy. Javian Hawkins of the Titans. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, Atlanta has nobody in their backfield, and he didn't even make the team. Yeah, that's, that's saying not, a lot. Yeah, that's not good. I think I just got a trade offer for Allison, oh, um, actually. I was going to – it was a wide receiver. I don't know if it – was it? Josh no, Palmer. it wasn't. No, well, yeah, I mean, we're all on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jalen Rager could be a cheaper piece that could pan out. Uh, the hype's kind of died down after his one-hand catch. I mean, it's all back on Smith now. So, I mean, for a second rounder, you could maybe get Rager. Check okay. by. Yeah. I want to know yeah, who this that, player is. I, I mean, I can't, I can't figure it out. What about Brian I, Edwards? I was going to say, I legit. I love can't. Brian Edwards. I, I remember. I remember. Was it Brian oh, Edwards? Stop, stop, stop. No. Okay. Face says you guys are also talking. Um, 
Jordan Love. <laughs> I I've actually liked what I've seen in this offseason. Uh, I, I know he's made mistakes. Yes, I know because I'm like, this oh, it's a receiver, but no. Us. We were we were. I was talking to somebody yesterday. We went to a birthday party and we were talking about how Kellen Mond looked good and like how he kind of changes the aspect of the offense. Uh, that's the thing. Like the offenses are turning to this Lafleur kind of mixing it up. Peter, uh, yeah, Peter, Peter Lafleur is actually the next Lafleur strategy. So, uh, yeah, uh, Jordan Love, he's probably going to be the starter there for Green Bay next year. Rogers, I think, is I mean, probably who knows Drew Lock, but okay. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to say Jordan Love is better than Drew Locke. So I don't care. That may be hot takey, but Jordan Love, I've seen a lot more growth from. Yes, he's still kind of learning. It took Rodgers four years to learn to step on the field. I'm going to give Jordan Love a pass. Year three. I mean, that's two years sitting behind Aaron Rodgers and learning. We have not seen this in some time. Just because he hasn't played, it doesn't mean he's bad. This is actually probably good for Jordan Love. And Jordan Love could just, I mean, we all saw Aaron Rodgers fall in his face in preseasons when he was back behind Favre. And then he came in and lit the world on fire. Mm. So Jordan Love, I loved his arm talent coming out. He is a massive buy for me because he's going to be a starter. And and me personally, I do think he's starting for Green Bay. And a starting quarterback in Superflex League is worth everything. So... Jordan yeah, that Love was just because Green Bay is like, we spent a first round pick. We got to give him a chance. They're not going to take, they're not going to put in this off, on it. In this offense, how is he much different, like style wise, from Zach Wilson? I mean, throwing is a what different story. What if Devontae Adams isn't there? Uh, that I think they'll be able to, serve, like, what if they draft a receiver in the first round after this year? Like, oh my God. Yes. And the year before that, and the year before that, how funny would, and like a big slap in the face would that be to Rogers? Like, oh, here, Jordan Love, we'll get you a receiver. To pair up with Amari Rogers, yeah, that'd be pretty funny. I think it all, all right. just falls back to like when you should go after a player. As soon as the hype leaves that player and it's cooled down, like that's the guys that we're really talking about here. Like we yeah. mentioned, we mentioned Rager. He was a hot topic last year. Didn't perform. Then we, you know, you you just brought up Jordan Love. Jordan Love. I don't think he looked that good. I don't think he looked that good coming into the league. Maybe he will learn something at behind Aaron Rodgers. And now would be the time to do it while Rodgers is still a Packer to make the move for, for Jordan Love. Other yeah, than maybe, that, like maybe you learned to love him. You know? Yeah, you may learn to love him. Exactly. Maybe uh, Rodgers will talk to his family. Who knows? That's just like Things any change. other that's a, any other dynasty trade. You know, when people aren't talking about that player, that's when you need yes. to go out and acquire. You don't wait for the news to drop on that particular player or the player next to him. David and Joku, go get him now as a throw-in. He'll be a starter somewhere. Hey, next year. I, I agree. And Donald Parham, go and get him. I already have honestly, him everywhere. <laughs> and honestly, Baker Mayfield may be a buy at price right now because his price could go up. I agree. I, I like, like that it. take on I Baker like that one. quite a bit. Yep. All right. Well, that is going to wrap us up this week for the Dynasty Happy Hour. Thank you again to Fantasy Points. Once again, 21 DHH10. 90% of subs make the playoffs every year. And also, Trophy Smack, code DHH Ring. Get that championship ring when you buy that belt, that grill, that trophy. DHH ring. Get that free ring like James was sporting earlier. Good conversation, boys. I am ready for the regular season to start. It's going to be here in two weeks, less than two weeks now. And I cannot wait to sit down on my butt, eat bad food, and watch football all day long with no kids. And that is pretty much my, <laughs> my peak 
that's peak Doug right there. Just enjoying <laughs> myself and, and having a good old time, maybe throwing the football at halftime out in the yard with one of my cousins. I did throw the football. I probably threw like 300 passes this week. You see that um, mountain over there? I could throw it over that mountain. I throw it over that mountain. Yeah. My shoulder's sore. I was throwing passes to kids, to adults. It was crazy. Great vacation week. It was hot. But enough about us. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you go on iTunes. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. You know you want to. We're awesome. We know this. But we'll always take your comments about, you know, how Tyler's, you know, really the anchor of the show, bringing us down with his his hot takes and his team Is falling it an apart. Anchor, like dragging it, us through his puddle of tears. I know, mean, this episode. I, I feel like anchor has a different meaning in other sentences. So I, I thought you were giving me a compliment at first. Then you just said dragging me down. Maybe like, I was like maybe a news I was anchor, trying maybe. to be sneaky to make you wonder what I was doing. Did you ever think of that? Hmm? Hmm? Trying to be suggestive in my comments. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for joining Dynasty Happy Hour. We will see you next week.